Do you ask yourself, do I care? Why am I here? What's the point of it all? Do I really have any control? Why is our society crumbling into chaos? If you ask these questions, you're in the right place. Welcome to the David Mulatto Show, where truth and facts matter. Well, I hope you all had a happy new year and are looking forward to the year to come. So my family came around and what's interesting about my family and what I like about them is that we have people with all different beliefs. Some drift to the right, some drift to the left, some are very religious, some are not religious. But I have this simple rule, when you come to my house, my house is Switzerland. You can debate issues, you can talk to each other and have fun, have fun exploring ideas. But at the end of the day, it's just conversation. So we're all sitting around chatting away. And like most families, you know pretty much the direction that each person's going to come from. Well, one of my relatives, one of my in-laws, who's usually very quiet, looked at me and he said, how do you find out what's true? There's so much all over the place. There's so much disinformation. He said, I know I drift to the left and, you know, I believe in those policies, but I have to say the country's going too far off the rails and I'm kind of unsure who to follow because obviously I don't want to go hard right because that's not what I believe. And I looked at him and I said, that's a legitimate question. I think there's a lot of people out there that feel exactly the same way you did. And there really is only one simple answer if you're seriously thinking about finding what's true and what's false. And he said, what's that? And I said, well, the first thing you have to do is you have to stop wanting to look for validation of your beliefs. And he said, what do you mean by that? I said, what happens is people have a belief system and they go to news sources that validate their beliefs and they stay there. I'll give you an example, a football game. The score is 47 to 12. So one team says, well, the reason we lost so badly was because the referees were absolutely atrocious. It wasn't really our team. And the other side says, actually, we killed those guys. Those guys really weren't that good. We played really well. The news source will tell you the score first. And then one news channel will validate, well, you know, the team cheated. They played, you know, unfairly. They had referees help. So if you're in favor of that team, that's where you stay because that validates your feelings. That validates your opinion. Now, if you disagree with that and you hear a few words of that, you switch off and you go to another channel and then you find a channel that says, oh no, your team was awesome. Your team played really well. Your team's really good. And that's where you stay. So you have two completely different points of view on the same fact. And that's how news operates. So what news will do in general, and I look at a lot of news channels, the news will give you the close to the facts in the first line. Anything past that's opinion. So you have to remember that news is a business. They want ratings. So if I have a news story about the result of a game, I have a choice. I can take one perspective that the team played well, or I can take the other perspective that the team played badly, but I make these decisions based on the financial outcome. 
And that's what news does. News will take a factual story in one line and they will create a perception because they figure that's where their market is. They will adapt the perception to fit their market needs. And those people that follow that news can be assured that all the news they get will validate their positions. And that's where they stay. And that's how ratings are created. So again, I go back to the point that if you're really interested in information, if you're really interested in facts, then you have to separate your agenda. You have to stop looking for places that affirm your brilliance or that affirm your right. And just simply look at the facts. Look at the first line. Look at the first two lines of the story. In my book, 101 Aphorisms, aphorism number two is people who live on the island of opinion rarely visit the land of facts. And what I'm saying is, is so many people live in the land of opinion because that opinion gives them comfort. The facts may make them feel uncomfortable, so they don't want facts. If you look at the state of the nation on a factual basis, you would say it's in crisis. But if you look at the state of the nation and you only stay within your news feed or your comfort channel that makes you feel good and righteous, you'll get a story saying the nation's in trouble, first line, but the reason it's in trouble is because of the other side. And that's where you'll sit. And the more the nation gets in trouble and the more things get worse and the more your news source blames the other side, the angrier you get. And the more you watch your news channel and the more you focus on what's going on. And this is the problem. It's perception versus reality. The reason I think this nation is in so much trouble right now is because we live in the world of perception. Perception makes us happy. We don't live in the world of reality. The reality is that $33 trillion in debt means that the interest on that debt that has to be paid is taking massive amounts of money out of the treasury. And as the debt rises, there comes a point when all the money by the treasury will go to the debt. And at that point, there will be nothing left for government services. And the economy and everything around us will collapse. That is a fact. But the perception is we can fix that by charging more taxes. We can fix that by the rich aren't paying enough. We can fix that by more government spending. And I use this example because you can believe one way or the other, whichever way you want. I'm not disputing that. But I'm just saying is the fact is the debt will eventually destroy the economy. But the perception is that it won't. The perception is that we can fix it through these measures. And there are so many things around us where we ignore the facts. You know, one of the facts is you can't have a nation without borders. You can't have a house without doors. Everybody should have a chance to come into the country. Noble ideal. Everybody should have a chance to improve their lives. No, noble ideal. Okay? Only, you can form the perception of whatever you want. But the fact is, in the last three years, 8 million people, according to government figures, coming into the country illegally, is going to have a massive effect on the country. Those are the facts. So if you want to fix the problem then you have to look at the facts. And I'm saying, I don't have a problem with offering people health care. I don't have a problem with offering people work permits. I don't have a problem with bringing people into the country who want to build better lives for themselves. But I'm not living under the illusion that I'm somehow a racist, racist bigot if, if I 
believe that there has to be some kind of order because so the facts. No nation can survive without order. And I'm looking at the crime and I'm looking at the inner cities, the destruction of the inner cities. The facts are the inner cities are falling apart. Crime, poverty. But if you turn to a one news channel, it might tell you, oh, that's because the people are racist. Oh, that's because this or that's because of that. That's because the rich are taking too much money. Or maybe there's not a problem. And so you sit in these places and you get mad at people that challenge you. You get mad at the opposing opinion. Meanwhile, the inner cities are falling into chaos. But they can't get fixed because the facts aren't being reported. Everybody's sitting in the comfort zone. People on the right, well, it's immigration. It's all these people here illegal. People on the left, oh, it's all the racist people. You don't want people to have a chance in life. And so everybody sits in their spot, in their comfort spot, blaming the other side. And one of the things that people have lost track of, that they don't seem to understand, evolution is a factual reality. The strongest animals go out and hunt, and the weaker animals don't survive. But the stronger get stronger. That's what evolution does. It's survival of the fittest, like it or not. And we as humans, we're not exempt to that. But what we as humans have is we have moral authority that says we want to protect the weak. We want to protect the disenfranchised. But the reason we're failing is because we're not doing it in a factual way. We're doing it in a way that makes us feel good. We're doing it in a way that feeds our emotions. And if you take factual reality versus emotion, emotion will go extinct. And what we have is we have generations of people out there that don't know how to move forward. Can you imagine if the lion was sitting there and the gazelle went limping by and the lion said, oh, I feel sorry for you, gazelle, limping. Why don't you go away? I'm going to leave you alone until you can get better. Imagine if the balance of everything was completely shaken up. The lion stopped hunting. The gazelle started to repopulate. Nothing survives. Nothing would survive. And that's the path we're on. We are destroying ourselves because we're losing our sense of how to determine what's factual and what's perception. If we accept the facts and if we look at the facts, we can fix our problems and we can improve our lives and we can create prosperity. If we don't look at facts, if we just deal with emotion, then we will be destroyed by the facts. And what I mean by this, and learn this well, because I lived in the inner city, I lived in the hood. If you read my book, I was that little black Sambo. We lived in the poor part of town. We were oppressed. The only thing that kept us in our restricted area was authority. Now, I'm not justifying that, but I'm saying that was the reality. The reason that the people I knew that committed crimes were careful because there were consequences. And the reason I made it out of the hood, the reason I made it out of the rough neighborhood, 95% unemployment amongst minorities, is because I had somebody that helped me get out. But once I was out, the condition was that I had to work. I had to get a job. I had to become part of the productive system. So all I'm saying is if you go to news feeds and if you stay with information that makes you feel good, that makes you feel righteous and feeds your hatred for those you dislike, then you're really just waiting for your own destruction. 
If you want things to get better, if you want to start seeing an improvement in our culture, then you have to look at the facts. And when you have the facts, then you can start to figure out which politician is seriously interested in fixing our problems. Stop looking at the person and following all this rubbish about how terrible the person is and buying into this personal hatred of somebody who you may disagree with. Stop buying into the perception across the media that so-and-so is this and so-and-so is that. It's all manipulation. Look at the facts. Look at the things you want to fix. If you want to fix immigration in this country, then demand the politicians come up with some orderly immigration process, which allows the 30 million people who live here under illegal status to at least have work permits so they can integrate into the system. Stop buying into this rubbish that everybody here illegally is here to destroy the country. On the other hand, don't buy into this argument that you're compassionate because you're allowing somebody to get away with crimes or you're allowing somebody to do things that hurt other people because of the traumatic life they've lived. Look at the facts. Learn how to build a society on structure. Learn how to be a decent person, but expect order. Expect decency. Expect compassion. Stop smothering all these things under the hatred that you have for those you disagree with. Because we don't have a lot of time left. And if we don't learn to fix our problems, then the future generations are going to be in a lot of trouble. Thanks for listening.